0: Harry, Harry, Ronnie, keep running it. I got, keep running. Let it go, Harry. Harry, let it go. Turn it up, Harry. Turn it up. Now that's, that, that's how you start a show. That's how you warm up. Uh. Today's Wednesday, and this is the Urban Talk Radio 103.5 FM WNHHLP, where you will hear conversation, information, education, inspiration, and motivation from the American urban perspective. I am your host, Kinsley Osay. My co-host will not be here. Joining us today on the Joining us today in the studio is our very special guest. They will introduce themselves very soon. Today on Urban Talk Radio, you can join the conversation on Facebook at BullMinds and Twitter at BullMinds also. We are also streaming on all platforms and on your phone or computer by logging on to newhavenindependent.org. Newhavenindependent.org. Today's topic is, uh, you know, is very dear to, um, you know, to our heart, uh, to everybody that is on the show right now. You know, this um I've been following up on the um hip hop 50th anniversary events, and not one time I have heard anybody mention the name DJ Jasto. Nobody. And um, you know, today we, you know, our special guests are award recipients of the DJ Jasto Mixtapes um award, uh, which he came up just because you know DJs wasn't getting their um their shine. You know the 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 gold plaques, the platinum plaques, the 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 uh, the, um the what uh what do you call the Grammys? All that you know, DJs never get their shine. So you know, so he came up with that. And um, my guy DJ Justo also used to work at um. Where did Justo work at before Atlantic Records? I think he was at um. Big was he Big Beat? Big Beat Atlantic was the same, but um. Oh, what is the name? Um, it's gonna come in later. It was an indie label. Um, It was an indie label before he went to um, Atlantic, so I knew him prior to going to um going to align it so the late just today's today show is all about him and we're going to reminisce on um you know mixtapes you know mixtape definition of today is not the same as mixtape definition of the days of bruce b k capri and um you know the following generation which was you know my generation craig G- generation and then going into the um big mike generation um you know and so forth so Let's get straight in. We're waiting for our brother DJ, but when DJ Buck comes in, we're gonna play that intro again because that intro is the definition of what mixtape is all about. Craig, I see you trying yes, to tell to go to 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 um, uh, to keep pressing play on that on that uh mic and uh You know what you think about that, bro? Oh that yeah. Was... Tell, oh, tell, oh yeah. Tell Harry turn that up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was that heard the B? Yeah. Time to turn it up. <laughs> For all you guys that don't know, I think you see her the B on uh, the sway and tech show, and most of you don't even know that um you know her the B was an artist. For me, her the B was one of my favorite artists artists, and it didn't uh hurt that he collab she collaborated with uh MOP on that joint. And uh, you know, that that joint right there on the West Side Highway, you getting pulled over two times before you get off the exit, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta move the seat back to make sure your foot is now on the gas. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was a tu- that was a tunnel banger right there, right yeah. there. All right, let's get into introduction. Go, on, man, Craig G, introduce yourself, my brother.
1: Uh, DJ Craig G, top floor entertainment, heavy hitters, hot nine three seven, <laughs> Mister Roddick Five. Now, Mister Top Floor Vending, <laughs> top floor, <laughs> and um, wedding photo booth. If if, if it has to get done, I got to get it done.
0: Okay, no complaints. Can you get it done anymore? Who inspires you? Uh, uh, you uh, uh, who uh, uh, Diddy? Because you sound like Diddy and Master P. Actually, you sound like Master P and Snoop. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like a combination of Diddy, Master P, Snoop, and uh, Shaq put together. (laughs) All that,
1: all all that. Hey, why not? You know, those are great inspirations, great motivations, great teachers. You learn something every day from everybody, and you and you and you and you bring it to the next level or try to bring it to the next
0: level but you work hard and have fun doing it. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um now my DJ Big Mike, can you uh introduce yourself?
2: Gentlemen, good morning. DJ Big Mike the Ruler, aka Mr. Mixtape, Big Mike the Ruler presents. Um Mixtape Legacy kind of speaks for itself. Uh party shows, events. Uh now I earn a living uh with my own concert and event planning company, Big Mike the Ruler Presents. Doing a lot of big shows in and outside of New England. And uh, that's really what it is. You know, blessed to be here. Happy to still be making a living doing this, man. Always always wake up with something to prove every morning. That's how you stay sharp.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. And our, uh, our dear brother, DJ Buck, the godfather of um, <laughs> Big Mike, just got here. <laughs> Buck, you look stressed out. On mute. <laughs> going on today you know i remember <laughs> i remember talking to buck in the uh during the pandemic
3: on, uh, one time and i said yo buck you sound stressed out <laughs> i was working every single day during the pandemic with just me and maybe one other person on the radio and it was around the time when nancy was ex- was on the way out and you had to you know re-figure uh,
0: things out i said buck you look stress you don't even look stressed out you sound stressed out
3: <laughs> we figured out we, we figure it out you you, you, you you always, you always figured it out. You know, we do our best. What's happening? Now, you
0: want to know what's happening? We're going to give you a, a, an intro of the show to get you warm up real quick. Yo, Harry, can I get that intro again? Drop it, Harry. Drop it. Drop it. Oh. Drop it, Harry. Drop it. Come on.
3: what type of flashback is they giving you buck talk to me that's the boom bap right there that's that hip-hop that's that's where it began at right there you know the, the, the 808s the drum machine like <laughs> but that's where i was that's where i come from <laughs> exactly you know? now buck uh, introduce in yourself way. and let's let's get in uh dj buck um program director of grand manager of hot 937 in connecticut been here for over 20 years right now originally from Providence, rhode island I did radio in Providence and every college radio station in Providence. I ran Skippy White to the record store, um, a chain out of Boston. I was the manager of Skippy White's. Before that, I was the manager of Rainbow Records, and uh, like I said, WBRU, URI Did every radio station. I stole records from each one of those radio stations. Still have those. <laughs> I still have those records in my collection to this day. Um, and just in, in in Connecticut right now, and right now I have two stations. I have this station. I, I just acquired a station in Denver, Colorado. So I run these two stations over here.
0: People talk real reckless when the statue of limitation is over, right? Craig, <laughs> they talk real reckless. <laughs> we don't kill, but we might still. <laughs> oh, that's hey, that's like catching a yo-yo in an interview. He starts telling everything. He like, statue of limitation is over, right? <laughs>
3: over. Okay. Yeah, what do you want to know? I'll tell you, I'll tell you.
0: It's funny, uh, I just see Skippy White in the uh, um, um, Mike Bibb's uh, documentary. I said, look at Buck's record store right there.
3: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. It's a lot,
0: man. So yeah. talking about uh, My Kind of... I hate that record, My Kind of nigger in a clean version. It's like, My Kind of nigger. Like, you just got to pronounce it out. But, you know, this is this is FM radio, so we're trying to mute. But something things just got to be unmuted. I agree? Yeah.
3: <laughs> and it's one of those records that just got to be unmuted, Buck. <laughs> on here, not on, not on, not on gmx though. No, on here, so, yeah. Not so, like um,
0: any. um, do, does anybody know who was behind the record? What producer? Who was the machine behind? Ah, uh, Heather B. Let me test you guys real quick. Craig, let me test you. Heather B. Um, who was behind them?
1: I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I'm assuming maybe Premiere um uh, premiere contributed
0: what about you um but lazy lazy. i would maybe, say it's not a good premiere to me okay that's right but um uh, the machine behind him was uh kenny parker that was kenny parker um artist
3: uh, oh, yeah there's yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep, one yeah. brother kenny parker yep a little you know a little a little a little history for all you listeners you know today we you know we're going in today we're going in and matter of fact I think that record came from was the EMI Pendulum, if I'm not mistaken. Do you guys remember I made Henderson?
3: Yeah, no, I made yeah. You remember no, Amid? I made? That's I
0: made that's that's who that's who was behind um that's who was behind that project. So now let's get back into um our brother Justo um you know um from Justo Mixtapes Award. Starting with you, Buck. Buck, um what which award did you win from uh Justo's Mixtape Award?
3: might have been um
0: let me find out in
3: Connecticut, Connecticut. What uh, is, let me find out I know more I than you. you probably do I came to, I got a bad memory I came to Connecticut to get there well you probably know the exact year I'm, I'm bad with years I, I can't even begin to tell you it was 78 I can't even begin 78 hip-hop I just started okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm bad with years. I don't know. <laughs> you, know you know what? That's, I, mean, so I, I was there. I was there when it started, so I don't know. The you, you, you yeah, problem like, was you
0: got too many hardware on the wall. That's the problem right there, Craig G. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, so Buck's award was uh, the same year I got mine. I got um, I got best mixtape DJ in Connecticut, and Buck got the best mixtape DJ in um, Providence. Yeah, so yeah. I, that's that's of the, and it was 1998
3: by the way very right behind you there it is right there
0: yep it's right there it was sponsored by uh G Street that was uh, when uh, Nelson was a G Street G Street and Blaze yeah that was sponsored and it was uh the third annual by the way and a big shout out to James Lewis. That was uh, his event. And um, uh, Justo, you know, collaborated and came down and did that for us. Now, Craig G, which um, award did you get from um, Justo?
1: I, I I remember winning a personality one. I remember winning an R&B one. And then I got I wound up getting the ring for something else. I don't remember what it was for. Um, but, yeah, personality and R&B, those are the plaques that I got. And then I, I got the ring. Nice. That eventually got they got somebody stole it out of my house one day.
0: Wow. So I don't have
1: it anymore. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now now shout Big Mike. Justo. Yeah, man. Big Mike, what about you?
2: Um, I was the recipient of the Justo's Hip Hop Mixtape Award. I, I think I won that three years in a row. I have a duo award with the late, great DJ K Slade. Rest in peace. I have another duo with DJ Thorough. Um, might be something else, but I, I think I think that's those. I never I never was able to to get the DJ of the year award. Shout to Who Kid that was awarded to him during like our reign during, you know, that fifty cent run. But uh, you know, I'm happy for what I got and I worked hard for it and uh rest in peace of justo as well.
0: Awesome. Now um talking about Justo, man, you know, we're gonna go through everybody's um uh, memories of um uh, Justo, um, started with you, Buck. Buck, what was your memory with um, um, DJ Justo? Which a lot of people didn't know that he was a DJ, and I always call him DJ Justo because he was a DJ.
3: Yeah, I mean, he, he, would, he, would be, he would stay on the road all the time. He came to Providence and went to a few of my gigs and everything. We hung out, with, knew his music, knew every DJ it was like a, a walking um, Rolodex of DJs. <laughs> yes, he <it> was, <laughs> you know, um, just all around good guy. I mean, just just loved hip-hop, man, and I appreciate what he did with what what his contribution and how he recognized the DJs, and even if, if he was in a small town like Providence, Rhode Island, he can't, he found me in Providence. Providence is not the biggest city, the biggest state, you know, but um, and he, he recognized my hard work and my consistency and, and, and gave me the plaque, you know, that's what it's all about, being consistent and, and keep working, and he sees that in people. No matter where you're at, he finds those guys and, and rewards them. I think Jasto was a nervous record
0: before he went to um B Street. What do you think? My bug buck, buck, you've been in this for for a while too. I think he was a nervous, if I'm not it's mistaken. Nervous. Yeah, I'm gonna test um OJ o- Wellow and find out if he um uh, if you know it. I think he was a nervous before B Street um Atlantic, and then um I think he went to Epic too. Um yeah, yeah he yep. Um yeah. Craig, G. Craig G, what about you? What, what's your memories of um Jasto?
1: i mean so if you know i mean you guys know um but my house where i lived at in harlem was like the hub for djs yep from me snsp nice precise dj lobo you'll catch big mike billy bush at my crib you catch kingsley at my crib yeah then chubby chub greenland they, they, they would stay at my crib because i always had an extra room so they would stay at the crib so you justo would come up there because he knew that was the spot he could bring vinyl there I felt like I worked for justo for a minute <laughs> <laughs> but just just all around good dude genuine just genuine we can have a conversation not about records and the first thing he would always he would always say how's the family oh that was that was always something I remember and I respect about him and to this day some of the industry cats do that or some of them just go straight into the records. But let's talk family first. Let's see how's everybody health and, and wealth and what do they got going on. And then we could talk records. And Justo was a genuine dude. So, I, you know, we do. We definitely miss him. And you right, what you said about the Everybody was talking 50, 50, 50, 50 years of hip hop. but no one, you know, gave their flowers to Justo. And you're right. And I'm glad we're here for this.
0: All right, yeah, you know the the platform may not be big, but you know what, it's what we're doing from the heart. It's what's important, you know, not the that not the millions, but you know, I know somebody's gonna catch it, and i um, you know, somebody's gonna run it, you know, just like uh, we did the previous shows and said that we were the first or one of the first to bring hip hop into a city hall to give people their flowers. Craig G, you got something on on the wall. You know, uh, DJ Bug got stuff on the wall. But there's a lot of DJs out there that have contributed to the culture in New England that don't have nothing for the wall. So we did a hip-hop expression of Black history, using it to curb violence. Shout out to WZMX-193 for partnering with us to make it happen. We had all stakeholders, whether it was our US senators, our police chief, our mayors, uh, uh state senators um educators we had everybody in the room to you know talk about dealing with the violence in our community and now new york city is doing it you know and you know i i say with pride that we were the first to actually embrace this culture that the thing that is always bringing violence and we did it peacefully year after year after year now new york city uh mayor adams have um, embraced it um and it's funny that Craig G talks about um, you know calling DJs and um, not talking about records. Just call them, you know, say hi to the family. That was so important that's one that's one of those things that I learned and I continuously do it now. You know, just calling people randomly. You know, you know sometimes I could just test bug You know, you know whether it's a new year christmas or whatever it doesn't have to be people that you talk to every day just that periodic test message let you know that you know what somebody's thinking about you you know which is very important um big mike what was your memories of um just oh
2: you know it's funny uh years ago i used to go to new york like we used to go as you know all of us do uh just go to get record service at the labels and i remember going with billy bush out to billy to uh Atlantic Records. This is when, you know, Kim had her first album out and it went from my relationship with him went from not begging but him giving us servicing us records to me being on his radar with the mixtape stuff. And you know, that's one thing that a lot of people would say that oh the mixtape awards were political. Like just though I don't know that he funded that himself, but he went out and took all the time to get all the sponsors just for us to have a platform. You know, like I, I I'll be real with you. Um I've never received a label plaque from anybody see mixtape award plaques and i know damn near everybody in the game so that's just so hands-on that he was with it and you know i don't take to that very lightly at all so you know um if you were doing your thing he would find you he'd find you and you know the streets would talk and and that was that I i didn't experience any politicalness or anything like that so you know shout to just of course
0: who um last week we talked about um God rest his soul what's his name that passed? Um that was uh, what's his name? Um Buck that passed. He he his last round was with uh was with cash money? Um uh Garnet. We talked about Garnet Reed.
3: Garnet, yeah, my guy Garnett. We talked about
0: Garnet Reed from, from payday records to you know breaking jay zs in my lifetime for him from, from day one i mean you know it's unfortunate that the most genuine ones you know you know are not here and you know now we're telling you know we're talking about them but you know it's all about a legacy people's going to say you are either cool or you're not either you're a good person or you're not there is nothing in the middle and i'm glad that we can mention these people's name and really speak very highly of them and hopefully what they did can trickle down to the next generation of you know record promoters because these two guys right here were some real. If you were used to going to New York, being invited to uh, 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 album release parties or ending up at a music convention, you know, you not one of these big. You know, we came in again going to music convention. I said we are trying to get on, and we are trying to get on record labels, um, uh, record mailing lists. So there were people before us. So you know, you got this industry parties that those Dev Jam parties was that party that you wanted to get into. If you didn't know my Kaiser personally or some of his people personally, you was not getting the pass. Yeah, right. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Buck, you know what I'm talking about. You go to a music convention,
3: you're trying to get on that Dev Jam bull ride. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. You got to meet Mike Kaiser at the front of the door and Mike Kaiser say me plus 25. Exactly. to walk in. It was me plus. He was the only one that could say me plus twenty five. Me plus twenty five. So that means if you got a pass, don't think your pass
0: guarantees you to go in there. Because people like Makiza will come down there and say me plus
3: twenty five, and by the time you the get last- there, the boat is already full. So your pass meant nothing. The, the last person in line, you got your hat on. Put the last person. Put your hand up, and that was it. After that, no <laughs> one else got in and um I, I think i'm I was saying it, I
0: was saying this to say about how great these two guys were if you were breaking their records they made sure that they sent you their album release party um invite they made sure they sent you at the at the music convention you got the vinyl you got their pass to come into their party these guys were just great and for me d j justo was um became a friend and um, you know also did some promotions for him. I would go to his office on a regular and if you've ever been to justo's office he had a corner of racks of mixtapes. Craig G, you remember that? I remember you, that, yes. If you've been to Justos office in the corner, he had a rack of mixtapes, and you wanted your mixtape in there because it was DJs and other people just going in on the regular. So for you, you're like, I need my mixtape in there because people go in there and they go straight to that rack to see whose mixtape
3: was, <laughs> was, was, was in there. Go ahead, Buck. Now you're right. I mean, you're lucky to have your mixtape in that case right there. I know Craig and Mike had a few of them in there. Craig had some legendary tapes. Mike had some legendary tapes. They were, It was in those racks. So that was good. Buck, buck, let me ask you a question,
1: Buck. Since I got you here, I see you every day. We've been on the radio a long time. You ever like
3: my mixtape? Hey. <laughs> it's white. That's that's wait,
1: wait! Because Jenny Boom Boom said on the radio she used the bootleg, and you was a part of her her,
3: her 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 collaboration, book. Don't believe nothing Jenny said. Don't believe nothing Jenny said. I only had about I only had the, 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 the machine that makes four at a time. I had two of those machines. You put one in and click one button, and you made four. Like that <laughs> <laughs> it flipped over by itself and it recorded the other side. I never did yours. <laughs> <laughs> He was, out of the game. he was out of the game machine. by the time the game changed into Heavy bootleg, right? I still got that machine, man. It's in my basement. Push one button. Quack, 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 quack. Hey, Kingsley. Mm-hmm. They yes, would sir. Order,
1: they, would, they would order 10 copies.
3: Right. To,
1: just to show some
3: You know how it
0: goes.
1: We'll hear from them until the next fix
0: tape. And, and then, and then go
1: right with in Providence doing
3: a bunch of party <laughs> out of, out of, hey, Craig, out of respect, we would buy 10 of your tapes and 10 of Big Mike tapes out of respect. Oh my God. Let's give,
0: <laughs> let's give a big shout out to Isaac Music Hot. Big shout out to Hollow Music Hot. Um yes. who, who else we want to shout out to, man? You know, every in every city, every state. Um, did you guys know that do you guys know who was the first to put out a DJ Clue mix mixtape? What what um what distributor?
2: Is, is this a trick question? Is yes, it, it's a trick it... question.
0: Yeah, Big Mike, let me see if you know it. Okay, let me see if Craig G should know it too. I would think.
2: Craig, you... All right, Craig, go first, then I'll go after. What was the question? Say it again.
0: Who was the first to put out the DJ Clue mixtape? In terms Big of... June. to the streets.
1: Big June used to put out the Clue tape first.
0: <laughs> Big Mike, um, who do you think? Know. Uh...
2: Oh, I,
0: you know what? I, Af- I really think the, it was one of the Africans. It hey, well, is one of the Africans. <laughs> like, like, I, I, you got a clue right there. Now let me see if Big Mike Abraham. can take it from there.
2: Abraham, if it was
0: a- <laughs> Big Mike has frozen. Big Mike froze. So I'm gonna tell you guys who it is. It's Shaku. Shakur, Shakur was the first because Shaku was out there in <laughs> Queens. <laughs> Sh- Shaku from Cross Flavors, New Haven. Before he came to New Haven, he was in New York, and he was the first to put a DJ Clue mixtape out before the, before they blew up.
3: Wow. wow!
0: Yeah, you know, it looks a lot of history out there, man. Um, now let's talk about specialties of everybody's mixtape. Uh, Craig, G, what was your um, what what what? Let first of all, let's find out how you started in the in the mixtape oh, before we get to which one was your I specialty mean, if,
1: they, if they know the history me and sns got into the game together as you know young kids just getting just getting you know but we were like the young kids behind the ropes and they and the park jams we grew up with fearless four treacherous three spoony g those are those are my neighbors like l.a sunshine on the treacherous three was my babysitter And Kumo D, no, Kumo Kumo D's brother, Kumo D was my babysitter. L.A. Sunshine lived in my building. So I grew up around it. Me and SNES grew up around it. So we decided we used to hang out with Easy Lee, who was the DJ for Treasure Street. He would bring us into the rooftop, underage. And we was out there just looking at Brucey B, Starchild, Starsky, Kid Capri, um, Hollywood, and that just gave us our motivation. I said, you know, when we kids, some people used to go to watch karate movies and went home and kicked their brother's ass. We went home and started working on music and, and, and bought records and, and 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 that was the motivation right there. That's how we started doing mixtapes from the department 5B. And you know it it, 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 it it took it to the next level and became a business for us, illegal business, but it was good.
0: What was the f- uh? What year was the first mixtape that you put out? Around what year? Not to I be exact. 90, I think
1: ninety-two, or maybe maybe 90, 90 to ninety-two. Damn, so I remember, I re- I remember, we were at the rooftop, and they had a big shooting where like three, four people got killed, and I brought a girl there, and she, she wanted getting shot. So we decided it's hanging out. There but the grown folks is not for us. So we, did, we got in the studio, started doing the mixtapes. So he was always doing hip hop and all old school. So I said, I'm gonna go my lane, I'm gonna go R and B and reggae. So it worked out. We never clashed heads. We never battled against songs. And then eventually when he didn't make a mixtape, I would make a mixtape. They happened to be hip hop, started having the same connects, started getting the same song. So it worked out. And then we started doing parties together, Maria Davis. like our first promoter that brought us downtown new york city and put us in like the 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 industry parties the the, the hosted by puffy and andre Arrell and all the industry we started doing all those parties and we started doing the mixtapes from that like 1992 around that
0: time well all you guys who don't know who Mariah davis is she was infamous for her tuesday night spot spot and are responsible for um this, not solely responsible, but also responsible for the um, career of um, Jay-Z, um, you know, being her, um, you know, when you come in, it's not everybody's giving you the opportunity to, um, you know, with the platform. And um, she gave opportunity to a lot of upcoming artists um, that was bubbling through the industry. So big shout out to, um, big shout out to Maria Davis, us, uh, Big Mike, just to let you know, it was um, Shaku. From cross flavors.
2: Oh, no kidding. You know what? I, I should have known that. I should've yep. known. I was gonna say Burkina. I sorry, my phone we heated up. It was it overheated, but uh I was gonna say burkina, but uh wow, Shaku, no kidding.
0: Yep, you know those were 116 street tuba guys are dangerous. <laughs> well hey, listen. What's welcome to Tuba. <laughs>
2: that's the real world worldwide distribution.
0: Right there. That's it, that's it right yeah. there. You yeah. know. You know, we take a lot of stuff for granted. We in the tri-state take a lot of stuff for granted, and it's right there for us. You know, I was looking at the picture I had took at, um, you know, in front of um, the hip hop boulevard. Um, you know, what you call, you know, the home of hip hop the other day. Um, what was the address again, Craig G? It's Fifteen, what is it, Sedgwick? What's the address? Say that, say
1: that
0: again. That's um. The, what's the address for the uh, hip hop uh, boulevard? Fifteen sixty Sedgwick.
1: 1520 uh, 15, 1520 15, 15, 15, Cedric Avenue
0: 1520 you know I was looking at that picture and I'm like damn we like people take this stuff for granted it's people around the world who will love to have a photo up would love to touch that building and people walk by it every day people go to New York every day and you know you know just don't go down there and pay their tribute you know and um, I was glad to go down there a few years ago and um, you know got my photo up there so we're going to do a session idea, and then I'm going to come back and um, you know talk to Buck and uh, Big Mike about how they started um, in the mixtape. This is the Urban Talk Radio, 103.5 FM, WNHHLP. I am your host, Kinsley Osei. And if you are just joining us today on the Urban Talk Radio, you can join the conversation on Facebook at Bowminds and Twitter at Bowminds. You can also stream this show on your smartphone or computer by logging on to newhavenindependent.org. And I'm also streaming live on my Facebook page along with New Haven Independent Facebook page. We are also joined by our special guest, DJ Buck of WZMX, Big Mike Super uh, promoter, right now, and DJ Craig G of WZMX X12. Um, well. um, today's show is about a tribute to DJ Jasto of the Jasto Mixtape Award, and our special guests are all recipients of that special award. That award means you were street certified, you know. Um, um it that's just what it meant period 50 cent actually said that you know now 50 cent is super hollywooded but you used to hear him say that a lot that that award is really what meant to him the most because it actually meant that the stream stamped that he was certified right craig g he always used to say that right absolutely all right so with that being said uh dj buck how did you start in the mixtape game And around what year? Probably like seventy-two something. (laughs) Around
3: around the same time as Craig, um, I started doing. I I was I was a bass player first. I I was in a band before I played the bass. Before I touched the turntables, um, I ended up selling my turntables. My brother was in the service. He had a bunch of records hanging around, a bunch of Parliament, Funkadelic records in the turntable, and I would just take it and and scratch it. And my thing was never—I never really wanted to be like a mixtape DJ. I was—I was more into making music. I was a producer first. Um, I put out a few records in Providence, produced a few records. So that's where I started at making music. And um, there was a land for me because I was watching New York City make these mixtapes. And I said, you know something? I was I was a guy who would, back in the day, we would get the 12-inch records. And at the, on side A or side B at the end, they'd have that little acapella piece. Mm-hmm. And I would take that and put that over beats that I made. And just make a, a collection of songs of stuff that I made, and eventually started making mixtapes, you know. And that's how I started making the mixtape from from creating a sound that I think that I wanted people, I, I, what I thought music should sound like, you know. And and it, it went from there. And I wasn't, I was really in Providence, looking at New York, and trying to. I was trying to bring New York to Providence because I was the only one that was going to New York, going downtown um, to these record stores, talking to my man, getting the ultimate breaks and Beats records. Um, that the, that, I forgot the store in downtown Manhattan with the, the fat guy behind him. Well, he knew everything. Behind the, he knew every record. What, what, what break is that? death? I brought every break big bad. So I brought New York to Providence back then and tried to rec- recreate what New York was in Providence, even on the mm-hmm. mix show scene. There, it, it you know, you have guys like Big League. And you have a bunch of guys, big stress, who started making the mixtapes and everything. And I wasn't like um, a, a juice or a four-track guy. I was just two turntables, a drum machine. And I just wanted, whatever you heard on the mixtape, when you went to see me live, I can do it for you live. And that's what I, that's what my the pride of me DJing was. You know, I could always do whatever you wanted live. And and that's how I started. And working in a record store, and it went from there, man. And, and I mean, look is what, what
2: mixtape took you.
0: Huh? I said, look where mixtapes took you, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, it took me a long way. I'm I'm not I, I'm not on the level of the mixtapes like Big Mike or or Craig G. Um, because them guys were they're everywhere, but I I, I kind of held it down for Providence. And I think the first time I met Craig G was in New York City. Um, we're actually on a CD together. What's that? The cornerstone, the cornerstone CD corner, craig? Corner,
1: cornerstone number 38. Me and Buck, they gave us some tight ass sweatsuits to wear. <laughs> <laughs> we were in we were,
3: we were Fat Beats, right?
1: We were Fat Beats, yes, yes. Buck
3: still has that. I still got it in my phone, Buck. I think Buck actually has the CD. <laughs> I, have, I have a few of the CDs, yeah, so that's how I made Craig. And look what happened. Years later, are you we, guys what? talking about if you guys are
0: talking about cornerstone promotions? Let's big up to CL. You know, he's um, CL is at DigiWax now. Um, CL seen it coming. That guy was so advanced, yeah, he, he was super advanced, yeah. you know. Chris CL
3: was- you guys were
0: amazing. Shout to Chris Atlas. I've been trying to get Chris Atlas on uh, on the show. I really want to give Chris Atlas and the whole you know Tommy Boy crew their flowers because Chris Atlas is doing something special. What they're doing at Howard University is something special. They got a a, a school inside of uh, they got a, a building inside of School of um, um, Business and they're bringing in all the big wigs and the artists um, through there and they've place these students in uh, um um you know they are doing really 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 some craig are you following what they're doing over
3: there i heard about it yeah
0: craig i mean uh uh, buck are you following it
3: yeah i heard about me i see him working yeah
0: yeah so yeah man so you know um um i talk to him every now and then i'm you know trying to get him on on the show i wanted to get him and sam crespo but i think sam crespo is playing hollywood on me Uh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'm going to get him I'm trying to get him and runs Stu runs Stu say he does every Wednesday he does his DJ meetings on Wednesday around this time so it's pretty hard so I may have to do a pre-recorded and uh, and get him on here because we have a lot to talk about I was on the Tommy Boy street team and um, you know we have a lot to talk about now Craig G I remember um, I think I remember bringing a, uh, me and OJ brought either w- when we came when we was on tour when they shot their uh, their, uh photo the, the 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 big photo they shot in the, in, on the stairs with all the artists. You remember that? The double XL photo with all yeah, the artists. Yeah, yes, yes. That same time, I think we was we was on tour with M- Mac and Mac Ten and MCA. We brought somebody to your house. Who was it? Was it oh, Mac Yeah, absolutely.
1: You brought them all to my house. Absolutely. Yes, yes.
0: It was it was around the same time, right?
1: Yeah, yep, yep. Mac Ten came to the crib after that. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Mac 10, aka wack 10. They is to call him 10. <laughs> big big shouts to MAC 10, man. You're talking about uh, uh, talking about being on tour with um Bloss and Crips all in the same all on the same tour bus. We're gonna we're gonna have a street team session, and you know, big shout out to my guy. You know, we're gonna bring uh Chris Ferry back up, uh James Lewis is coming back up, and I'm gonna bring my brother. Um, we'll probably bring um um uh big reg back up, and then we will bring um Pete, Pete Higgins. That's going to be our next session in the next couple of weeks. We're going to have a, a hip-hop 50th on Street Team. Now, Big Mike, what about you? How did you get started? Big
3: Mike. You you mean? Big, Big, Mike? Mike what? Big Mike's in the supermarket. What you buying, man?
0: <laughs>
3: he all Guys,
2: I'm at, I'm at Costco.
0: I'm not going to hold you. Last week, we talked about how Big Mike used to sit on the couches at, our, at the WXEI. 91.7 while we was on the air and i don't know how this guy became a mixtape came from then uh, you know how he became craig g's father and whoever's <laughs> godfather <laughs> but before all that big mike used to sit on the couches at WXCI 91.7 as a baby talk to me big mike when did you get started
2: oh man how? Uh, i used to uh you know i used to buy i mean always been a fan of hip-hop like it kind of found me i think um I used to buy the cassette singles, Third Base, Gas Face, Humpty Dance. Um, eventually, ended up with a pair of Gemini. I think I want to say BDX turntables. Was that the uh... Was that the model? I don't know. Maybe the guys know. Um, a little yeah. Gemini mixer, yeah. and then me, 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 and, me and Buck were technique guys. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, I, I went. I had to crawl first, and then exactly
0: uh, Gemini's you know, we- right. Gem sound Gemini's right.
2: Same thing, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So no, they're definitely not the same thing. But um yeah, I mean just you know, just uh DJing and, and going to, I mean Billy Bush again to bring his name up can attest to this. Just going to Beach Street Records in Brooklyn and Harlem Musica and Rock and Soul, and you don't know how many parking tickets were on my car, how many times my Dodge Shadow or Plymouth claim got towed or I got locked up for having a suspended license, you know, but uh, this is the love, man. You know, I would I would work in a supermarket and i take my $120 check and spend $90 of it on vinyl, you know, and I do it every week. And, you know, this is when the number twos were two ninety nine and three bucks and gas was a dollar something a gallon. So, um, you know, I just started making, you know, little tapes for my boys, like little R&B tapes because we didn't have exclu- access to the exclusives. Like, if you weren't in that circle, you just weren't in that circle. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I literally i'd find craig and i'd I'd literally beg him for exclusives and you know craig i don't know if you remember that uh the incredible record from clark kent that billy had and uh you know craig had a bunch of stuff and you know i'd I'd get kind of the leftovers from the guys and i'd put my own little stuff together and um you know i used to get shut down a lot of times i'd have to give my tapes away for free so you know we started doing that and then um the funny thing is, my real breakthrough came in the 2000s. I was DJing in clubs, and one of the bouncers was real savvy with the internet. And uh, Buck, Craig, Kingsley, you guys can all attest to this. This is when the records started finding their way onto the net. Like a lot of the albums started linking. Um, I think that Jay Z Blueprint album. Um, and what I was doing was a lot of the New York DJs still at the time, Envy, Clue, Cutmaster C, all these guys, like they really didn't know anything about the internet stuff. So. I was trading exclusives for stores and what that means is you know with a DJ if you don't have a distribution list you ain't nothing like if your tapes can't go out of state so that was my swap so you know that was kind of really my way in the game and uh you know just a lot of label begging and and just being in the right places and just just hustling and grinding and getting a shot and uh just so much man so 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 much so you what, know,
0: that, what 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 year exactly was um, did you really step in with you first before it really popped
2: I mean I I graduated high school in 94 that's when I was going to wxci just watching you guys and carrying Ron's crates your crates egon's crates Billy's crates whoever needed help so uh 94 I graduated I, I think I by that time I did have my first technique 1200s um I had to buy them one at a time from the whiz but uh yeah I think around maybe 97 I think 97 was kind of when uh I translated into trying to really do this, you know, I, I just wanted to work at a supermarket, I just wanted to have a full-time paycheck and just try my hand with, with music and see where it went, so, you know, that was kind of what, i want to say 97, I want to say, it's been my year.
0: Well, you guys, you know, when you hear about that carrying craze, man, that carrying craze doesn't mean that you have to walk a whole block with the crates, man, that carrying Creek just bringing it out of the car to the, you know, to the to the DJ booth, bringing it out, you know, bringing it out of the car to the radio station, you know, um, it, it goes oh, a yeah. very it goes a very long way. I don't even know how these guys pay their dues these days. What are they, what are they carrying Uh, What are they carrying? The flash, flash stick? Flash drive? What are they carrying now? In, in their pocket. You got it in their pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, for me, um, if you hear the story of Big Mike and, you know, how his mixtape popped and you hear the story of, myself, Craig G, and uh, um, Buck, it's its two different world here. Um, you know, it went through phases. Uh, I have a confession to make. I never made a mixtape with a track machine. Not a two track, not a four track, not the eight track, no track. Yeah. I was always two turntable and a mixer. Going through, you know, everything that I wanted to put on it, you know, reversing, re- rehearsal, 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 Putting A side vinyls on one side, putting B side vinyls on one side. Okay, I'm ready to go. First record going, and that's 45 minutes straight through. Until the uh until the B side. So for me, I never, never, ever got into the um, track machines at all. At all. Never, never did. So um I wasn't that savvy of tech. Uh, back then. But yeah, we do go through a transition, and I think as we were going, certain things was being left behind. Craig G., you had that Highlight Fire mixtapes, which was was your specials, and that was why your R&B joins, right? Right. So, so for years,
1: me as... P. Night, well, not P. Nice. I'm explaining that in a minute about P. Nice because he, matter of fact, I'm about to link up with him right now. So he's about to, he might jump on the Zoom with you too. So, real quick, but see, see if P. Nice can jump in. See if he yeah, did. Did you, we, did you test him? No, he's on his way to my house. I'm heading, I'm almost home. Okay. So okay. We, cool. uh, we, we, me and S always did the mixtapes straight. First of all, S is a, such of a beast. So, let me give him his flowers because S was, was, was. Was making mixtapes off of cassettes, right? So he would cue up. We had to, we had to, we had the dope, um, the, the 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 dope mm-hmm. cassette player that had like the pause button. You get it right to the spot, and then S would say like baseline, and then boom, right? Un unpause the the cassette, mm-hmm. and the song cues in, cue in like we on Serato right now with a cue point. So S was nice like nice nice with that and he was doing that for every song um and this was before that this is before cds and this was before vinyl he was doing everything on cassette that's what i have about 20 30 cassettes lined up and had them all lined up the order he wanted to go because you know the first five songs is is most important that's the one's gonna sell your mixtape so s would have all the cassettes lined up and then eventually you know, and if you mess up, you got to start all over. It wasn't none of that. You know, it wasn't that real to real. You can't cut the tape. It start all over. So S would be in my house two, three in the morning, screaming. And, 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 and my mama, my mama, rest in peace to her. She was like, is this nigga done yet? <laughs> <laughs> That's what she would say. So I, was like, I was like, nah, Ma, he ain't done yet. But you know, we're going to make this money. We're going to make this money. <laughs> Because I was doing a lot of SNS's di- distribution for a lot of his places out of town. I did all the out-of-town stores. He did everything in New York. So I had the Virginia's, North Carolinas, Atlanta's, every every African that's that, that Shaku and Kingsley knew. I knew them too.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so but then eventually, you know, once with the Green Lantern, the Dirty Harry's, the DJ Juices, they started like introducing. The, the 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 four track the eight track or whatever yeah. track yeah and and, and that's what we got in we when i linked up with p nice and precise and we started just doing the highlight fires which required a four track or eight track uh board and we all put our contribution to it and it worked out and you know because of technology we grew with technology that's basically what happened
0: Let's give a shout out to um uh, you know DJ K Slay as well. We was not the best friends before he uh, passed, but um, you know, I used to go to K Slay's um house when he first came out of jail. I used to go to his house faithfully every Saturday to go pick up mixtapes to bring it to my store to sell. And it's funny because K Slay, before he passed, you know, he was, you know, you see him with bottles and stuff like that. Did you guys know K Slay didn't even used to drink or smoke? Craig G, did you know that? I knew that because I
1: don't do that. Me and Buck, we
0: don't do that. I nah, no that. Buck don't. Yeah, no Buck don't. You know, and, and and you know, like fifty. You know, he may he may be drinking now because he's you know he's in the business. You got Acon. Don't drink. Don't smoke. You know. I think we're trying to tell this case everything is not what it really appears on their screens you know um yeah case lady didn't used to eat um drink you know later on he was popping the mo and all that but you go to case house early in the morning okay i will ca- go to case house probably like maybe seven eight in the morning trying to get my mixtape and come back on a saturday and you know get their money you go to case late's house you over there making mixtapes of you know his mixtape and everybody else's mixtape he used to have his girl in there wearing that you know tight stuff you know like you're watching a Master p movie or something in there cooking it up <laughs> you know <laughs> if you've been case Slay's house you know you know what it is leave Slay's house whatever i don't get and then go to uh, uh go see isaac and hollow music hut and uh you know pick up the rest of my stuff um, Buck, What was that? Um, Buck, What what was your specialty in, your mixtape? What mixtape did you put out that was really like okay, Buck's Put out a mixtape. We need to go check for it. Mine was Street Jam mixtape. What was yours?
3: Mine's on this wall back here. Um, this right here is called Timeless. I made a tape called Timeless. My my wife and my kids did this for my birthday. They found all my mixtapes, which I still have, and they and okay. they turned them into like posters on the wall. This is like. A real cassette tape really so it's probably timeless because it's is one that i had i made it it was all blends and it was mixed and it was all it was like packaged like a real i was it was packaged like a real cassette you bought in the store you had to unwrap it and everything so that was something i put a lot of time into And to this day that timeless one back that's why i got it up there because everyone wants that tape to this day and i'm and i still have it so that's probably one of my best ones that i, I put a lot of time into it Okay, man.
0: Man, it's time runs out so fast, man. I think we gotta we gotta do this again, man. We got a lot to talk about. Um, we're gonna have a part two of this. Um, I'm gonna bring in DJ Billy Bush. Um, you know, used to put out the mad flavor mixtapes. I used to can't wait to get that, get my hands on that. Um, DJ Bing B. I spoke to Showtime, DJ Showtime the other day. Um, you know, today's show was based on um you know people who were actually recipients of just those mixtape award it doesn't mean that we were the only ones that did it big uh, or didn't even make money doing it but the streets really embraced what we were what we were doing but there were others that followed up and did it just as big who you know were not in the industry so you know didn't get opportunity to be awarded for their talent so with that being said um craig g thank you very much um dj buck thank you very much um, DJ Big Mike, thank you very much. And um, um, Buck, I need you to remember a few years ago I sent you a test. Hey, Harry Foss, Harry Foss. Oh, two, two years ago, when I came back from Ghana, I sent you a test message of some Af- of, of some afro and uh hip-hop, African hip-hop music stuff. And I said, Buck, you need to get on this. There is a wave of a crew coming. Their names was Kumericans. Now they all sign to some type of distribution with Empire. Um, one, one, one of my, one, uh, go ahead, Greg. Uh, go ahead, Buck. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. One of my favorite guys is B- uh, Black, <laughs> Black Listen to this right here. And we're going to talk about that later.
4: later. <laughs>
0: Memento,
1: I pull up in a vandal Hopping at the ship, I'm Rambo